round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by three of my good buddies, three of my brothers. I'm going to start with the newest. He's not the youngest, but he's the newest. The great, the powerful, Mr. Dan Rossi coming off a uh, hockey tournament or something, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? I uh, Yeah, it's the f- fall season has definitely hit the Midwest. It's chilly here. Uh, I love the fall, but I hate the cold. And uh, yeah, we were, in, we were in Michigan for a hockey tournament. We're going to see my oldest this weekend up in Wisconsin. He plays hockey, too, at college. So it's like, it's a busy time of year right now. But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show tonight, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, so good to have you here. I'm also joined by my good buddy. He will be the only one that when he rides Tron, if you ride next to him, he'll go vroom, vroom because he loves riding his motorcycle. I'm talking about Mr. Joe Q. How are you, bud? I'm good. Unlike uh, Mr. Dan Rossi in the Midwest, it was about 90 today here in uh, Daytona Beach uh, for Biketoberfest 2022. So had a great time riding the motorcycle today and got a little more riding this weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about Tron too, man. I can't wait for that. I will vroom, vroom. So, uh, but yeah, good, good times and uh, glad to be here tonight, guys. Fantastic. And last but not least, my Aussie brother. I'm so excited to see him. A man of many talents and many jackets. The one, the only. <laughs> Aussie Dave, how are you, brother? Good, mate. Good. Uh, feeling a little bit uh, back to normal now. I had a big week uh, away, but back into the swing of things and feeling great. Coming off New York City Comic Con, man. Uh, awesome pictures. Looks like you had a blast. I had a great time. Just some truly incredible experiences some great memories and some just fascinating panels just a a real pleasure to be part of so it was wonderful I love seeing it man that's the one thing I love watching everybody kind of it's funny because we you know we're always texting with each other and we're kind of getting into our lives and stuff like that outside of just recording in the show Uh, I texted you guys today because it was that day for me it was time to renew the Souter annual passes for Walt Mm. Disney World Um, so I called DVC and look it's it's a it, look, it hurts at the one, but then once you get it done, you're so excited because you got 365 days of Disney magic ahead of you. But it was, uh, you know, for three people, about three grand to get this done. And let me give a little backstory as to how we became DVC members. Katie and I bought DVC before we were married. So when we did it, uh, we put DV- the first contract in Katie's name. And uh, then when we bought our second contract, uh, our, our person we went through put the second contract in Katie's name. So when I called today to renew, they said, oh, I'm sorry, um, you're an associate on the contract, not a main. Uh, so Katie has to do it. Well, Katie works tonight, and so uh, she was sleeping. So I went in, and I woke her up. I said, just tell them that you have the, I have permission to purchase these passes, right? And she does that, and they said, no, no, no. It has to be her voice the entire time. I said, well, we're both right here. We're on speakerphone. I said, uh, she's telling you that you know it's me. I can, I can do this. They said, well, no, no. She has to be the one to say it. So they said, let me put you on hold, and we're going to connect you with uh, member services. They'll get you all taken care of. 
And uh, so that way you can get your DVC discounted Sorcerer Pass, which saves quite a bit of money. And so I told Katie, I said, don't worry about it. Just go back to bed. When I get back on the phone, I'll just go like this. They'll go, Miss uh, Miss Suter, Katrina? Yes, <laughs> this is Katie. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just do it myself. So it was quite the experience. Uh, Wait, did you talk before. like that for like forty minutes? <laughs> no, no. Finally, I, luckily, I really hope you did. It was the DVC rep that was the one that was like, "You can't do this." And then once I got on with guest services, they were like, "We don't care. Just yeah, give us a credit card. We just want your money. That's all right. we want." So they were happy to do it. But I actually, um, I was telling Dave before the show, I added on. For the first time ever, the water parks and supports package to my APs. Wow. And uh, I'm super excited about that. Joe, getting to play a little golf, you know, mini golf. Yeah, you get a rounds there. Yep. Yeah. Do you have that on your pass? No, because I was always a DVC golf member. So a lot of the extras for golf I was getting with that. So there's really no reason. And Jen's not a water park person. So even though I did have the water park pass a couple years ago, she's not, she's not a water park person. So for us to spend the extra money, it really didn't make much sense. But. Maybe this year, my my pass is up in November. Maybe we can have some water park Wednesdays or something. I don't know. Uh, 100%, man. I hope that uh, we could get that done. Look, it's a minimal cost. I mean, I think it was 70 or 80 bucks for the entire year for the whole thing. Um, So whenever you get nine holes of golf every day, if you want it, and you get, of course, the water parks. Um, I want to talk just one second. We don't do a lot of Disney news. Cat Dupree, uh, if you have not checked out that show, go check out the uh, DDP Today News with Cat. She does a fantastic, uh, fantastic job over there. We, she will be doing a new show very soon. She's supposed to be getting a hold of the great Dan Rossi, having him on as a guest to uh, do a little news show. And I'm sure they're going to be talking a lot of stuff because there's been a lot of news out of the parks. But I do want to get you guys' opinion. Not so much opinion, just how excited you are. We finally learn Fantasmic is returning to Hollywood Studios. We are going to be able to go in, Dave, and explore, ex- experience the amazing, what I think is the best nighttime spectacular at Walt Disney World Fantasmic. Uh, super pumped for it. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of them going, yeah, it's coming. I know. Give me a date. I know. They said let early me, November. Let me mark. I don't. That's not specific. I want a number followed with a month, and I want it to be close. That's what I need. Okay. Well, it's a, and I, I legitimately, I always say this when it comes up for AP renewal, Dan, where I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this is the year that we just buy tickets and don't renew our passes and then Disney goes Fantasmic's coming back and I'm like here's my card take take my card take my money (laughs) take my Um, money (laughs) Dan you excited man yeah absolutely I mean we love Fantasmic uh oddly enough like I think my favorite Disney memory came from us going to see Fantasmic one night on one of our trips so I mean like I'm I'm super pumped for it and uh yeah I can't wait I'm supposed to go in December so I'm definitely gonna be checking it out Joe, is that something you hit every time you're at Hollywood Studios? No, not every time, but uh, it's something that we do enjoy. When we have friends come in from out of town, we definitely take them to see that show. It's nice you could sit down. I'm excited because they've done a ton of work to that theater area. I know mean, they had the lagoon drain, and they were doing all kinds of work on the sets and stuff. So I really hope that uh, you know maybe we'll get some difference, maybe some uh, improvements or enhancements to the show. But uh, not something I do all the time, but uh, it's something that um, it's every few months. Jen and I will sit down and we'll watch the show, or if we have friends from out of town. Well, the one thing we won't be doing during Fantasmic is dig and dig and dig and diggity dig because Pocahontas is gone. So there will uh, a brand new scene coming there, some new characters. Um, it is uh, going to be a new show. So I'm excited about it. So I want to talk about that for a split second. But we really wanted to get into tonight's topic because, you know, doing what I do and what Dan does with, uh, you know, being agents, Disney agents, 
and having lots of families that contact us and it's their first time going to Walt Disney World or maybe their first time going in a decade or since they were young children. Um, we get a lot of questions about what they should do, how they should prepare, what they should pack, all the great questions that come uh, with a first-time trip to Walt Disney World. And so I was talking to the guys, and we kind of thought, you know what, that makes a great topic. This is something that people can use practically if you are newer to Disney or if you know someone who's newer to Disney. So tonight we're going to get into the top ten things every first-time Disney park guest should know. Uh, I am going to start with you, Dan, and I think this is one that is key. It's something that I tell my uh, clients, and I think you do as well. If you're a first-time guest coming in at number 10, don't park hop. No, yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, there is there is so much to do in each of the parks. And if you're a first-time Disney guest, I mean, there there is plenty of time in the day for you to explore everything that each of those parks has to offer. Um, you know, you know, obviously, you know, it all depends on how long you're staying uh, on Disney property, but again, like Every park, I can easily spend a full day at, you know, at Magic Kingdom, at Animal Kingdom, at Hollywood, at Epcot. There is so much to do at each park, um, and it just kind of, it, it makes it too difficult, especially for first-timers, because um, you're throwing so much on their plate where they've, they've never experienced Disney before. There's so much to learn. Uh, this isn't a relaxing vacation, and it is probably best to do some research before you go. So again, just trying to trying to do so much in one day is just not worth it. Um, Joe, Dave, you know we all three. Joe and I are APs, and Dave, you're in the parks every day. I don't know how you guys feel. I'll be interested to hear your opinions on this. As in someone with an AP or someone who you know has what is the equivalent of an AP, you can go whenever you want. Um, I find myself very, 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 very rarely park hopping. I think park hopping is one of those things where if you have many things that you need to achieve over the course of a short period of time and you've been to Epcot a dozen times in the last couple of years and you just want to go in one night to be able to do some food and wine or some flower and garden and but that's really your main reason for wanting to go there. Let's be honest, your real main reason for going is Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, let's assume that, yeah, you only have like one or two things that you, or you want to do just a morning in Animal Kingdom with the expectation of going to a Halloween or Christmas party in the evening or something like that. Like that then gives you some of that uh, jumping around flexibility um, for an experienced person. I mean, Park hopping takes a lot of time. We recommend to guests that it's going to take an hour to an hour and a half out of your day to get out of a park, switch to another park, go through security, get into the park, figure out where you're meant to be walking and actually head there. Like it's, it takes a big chunk out of your day and it's really just lost time and lost uh, activities and events if you're, if you're too focused on that. Um, particularly for first time visitors, this as we've discussed there's so much to do so like yeah target on we're gonna do a day at magic kingdom we're gonna do a day here we're gonna have an off day we're gonna do a day here um it's definitely worthwhile and a great way to um to to focus what you need to get done yeah so we look at park hopping as like almost like a necessity and dave kind of touched on this a little bit here uh for example taking our last time that jen and i were in the parks a few weeks ago uh, we hit up Magic Kingdom, did the whole Genie Plus thing. It was great. 
Uh, but we ended up scoring a, a you know a Guardians of the Galaxy for later in the day at Epcot. And we also wanted to go check out the Epcot 40 merch and see, you know, uh, a little bit of food and wine. You just want to, you know, touch base on that. And it was it was something that like it was a necessity. We went there for a specific reason. Uh, it wasn't anything that like we were like planning two full days around it. Other times when we go, for an example, we may go and do as AP holders. We kind of take this for granted. We'll go in for a few hours, come back to the resort, relax, hit the pool, maybe play some golf. And then go to another park late at night to kind of close out the night. That's technically still park hopping, right? But we're not going from one to the other. Like we're not like rope drop to rope, you know, to, uh, you know, to park close. But at the same time, you know, if it takes us a little more to go through secure, like, like Dave said, like we're, our time is not as strict as what a first timer would be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like we have specific places we're going to be. We know where we have to go, how long it's going to take there. It's just a very different experience. So I kind of agree with, with everybody here. If you're a first timer, it could be very overwhelming. It could be very time consuming to park hop. And really, if you're first time, there's so much to see, like Dan said, in every park, like just take your time and go through one thing after another. But for us, the park hopping, it's more of a necessity. It's more of just a like we're bouncing around. We know where we have to go specifically. And we just kind of do what we have to do. We have like an agenda we're kind to uh, we're trying to pretty much finish. Yeah, I, I honestly, with most of my clients, if they're going for the first time, I'll push against that park hop. The only time that I'll ever like have them go for that park hop option is if they're staying at a deluxe resort. If they're staying, like, let's say in the boardwalk area, or they're staying over by Magic Kingdom, if they're staying on the monorail loop, you know, that's that makes it a little easier, a little more tempting to, to have that park hopper where you can, you know, if you go back in the afternoon to let the kids take a nap or just kind of rest for a little bit. It's a lot easier to jump on the monorail and head to Magic Kingdom or to, you know, walk right into Epcot, you know, into World Showcase towards the end of the night. So, I mean, those are the only options that, at least from, at least even for my family, that we'd re- ever use that that park hop option. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you all, all nailed it. I think it's really the only time we ever do is for a dining purpose. Um, going on to number nine, I think this applies, I think, I, th- I think you would be great to come to you first with this because, you know, even though I'm five hours away i'm still you know i'm driving i have i can take as much as i want as far as packing stuff like that number nine being prepared by packing for any circumstance we see um in central florida that you can get everything from tons of rain to no rain especially this time of year it can be you know 50 degrees it can be 90 degrees it is and legitimately it can happen over a week span also meds things like that so at number nine dan being prepared by packing for any circumstance, you amaze me because you um, let's let's teach the DDP family something. You do not like to check a bag whenever you. <laughs> I do. Am not. I correct? Well, it, it, it very rarely on on this last DDP trip, uh, my entire family. Now, now that being said, we were gone for I think about nineteen days, and I did not allow anyone to check a bag. We had to have carry ons only. So. Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> Dave, well, how do you do that? <laughs> Dan, we, we we go for like one night and I, I think we've got like three like checked pieces of luggage. Like, you've met my wife, okay? Like this is, this cannot be a surprise. Like um, you have no idea how much luggage we took on our Disney cruise. Like yeah. it looked like we were moving in. No. Um, well, look how many jackets Dave brought on our, our DDP cruise. You had like four or five <laughs> jackets hey, alone. Hey, 
hey, you don't, I, love I, I don't need the judgment. In no, no judgment here, yeah, man. I, I, <laughs> no judgment here, brother. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I, yeah, we need to pack, and we need to pack a lot. I cannot understand. You went on a cruise, didn't you, with yes. us? Went on a cruise. We were stayed on Disney property for four days. We stayed at at, at that other park in in Orlando for like five days. So, but again, we we did laundry. We did laundry at at our at our deluxe resort. We, I keep telling you, Legoland is not in Orlando. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, that is, that's a, that seems like a lot of laundry. You might you might spend nearly as much on laundry as you would to just pack uh, check a bag. I'm just saying. Wow. I hate, I hate the airport, and I wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. But I, I, I am on board with packing for the parks. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you need to bring. But again, that's, you know, that's stuff that could fit in a carry-on and a backpack on the, on the plane. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's pretty amazing, okay. man, because whenever they got here to our house, because they came to our house afterwards, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at their luggage as they're rolling it in, and then I compare it to, Dave, when we did our Panama Canal cruise, Hmm. We legitimately had two large suitcases each, like the maximum size. Plus, we all had carry-ons. Plus, we all had like personal bags. You know, going. I mean, like the amount of luggage we take. And here, I'm not gonna lie. You blame Melanie. It is not Katie. <laughs> okay. Oh no, we we know who's responsible on your one. It yeah. is Dan saw my suitcase for the trip we were on. Just this like four or five day universal. I thought it was trip. Katie's. No, no, no. That was me. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, tra- I travel deep. I do not. I do not. I am prepared for every situation. Uh, Joe, what's the most important thing? I'm doing this off the top of your head. Important thing you could tell someone to pack for uh, if they're a first time Disney guest. Make sure they well, have with them. I'm going to say two things. If I could, number one is a packable uh, rain jacket. Please don't buy ponchos at the park. It's a waste of money. They're uncomfortable. They're hot. Uh, so if you can get like a small, like I have a like an A6. I bought it in a running store, but it's like a very packable, uh, smaller, um, like a you know, a rain jacket. And you can throw it into a bag, you can throw it into a cargo short pocket. You need to have some, especially here in Central Florida. It doesn't matter what time of year, it can rain at any time. The second thing I'm going to say is you need to bring a second pair of shoes. You need to bring a second pair of sneakers because if you get wet and, the, and the, your shoes get wet during a rainstorm, you need to have that second pair because it, there's no worse place to be on this planet than at Walt Disney World with a wet or bad pair of sneakers. It's just, it's not a good thing. So it's like, and, and if they get wet, they're wet for like three days. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like putting them on the next day, like they're still wet. When, when your shoes get wet in Disney world, when they get wet in Florida. And so I have multiple pairs of shoes for work. And so I have my standard pair of shoes and then I have my backups because yeah, if I get wet one day at work, I'm wearing my backups the next day because yeah. And, and I'll say Ugh. and I'll say this: we were all at that other park down the street for Halloween Horror Nights, and it rained, and it was. And I didn't mind being wet; my shoes were soaked. That's what bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. So it makes for a long night. So yeah, having those extra pair of shoes and having a rain jacket because having a poncho just is really uncomfortable, expensive, and especially for a family of four, you're looking at what, like fifty bucks. You know 60 saying? bucks or 15 60 piece. bucks, yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's really, it's not necessary. And you'll never wear them again. Don't ever say like, oh, yeah, we'll buy them here. We'll bring them next time. You'll never wear them. You'll never bring them the next time. <laughs> Joe, I've got so many somewhere. downstairs in our yeah. Disney bag. We got a big orange bag, like travel bag. That we <laughs> yeah, you'll never use them again. You know? Never. We never take them. I, I will say this. Those ponchos, though, are better than the cheap ones you could buy, like, at the store or on Amazon or whatever. But they are ridiculously expensive. True. 
Oh, they're so expensive. Um, yeah. What are they? They're like twelve. They're fifteen. For they're an adult. now fifteen dollars. I think they're fifteen for an adult, twelve for a child. That's pretty pricey, yep. man, for family of four. Heck yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Dave, you're in the park every day. What's one thing, you were, if you were going to tell somebody for their first Disney trip, make sure to have this uh, with you? <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think the shoes is definitely way up on the list. Um, but comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Multiple pairs of comfortable shoes. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, you know what mine is? And uh, what? It, I think it's huge. You bring a reusable water bottle for everybody in your party. Mm. For sure. Because water in the parks. Free. You don't piece. miss. Yeah. It's it's real expensive. Yeah. yeah. So and we'll get to that. That we're gonna we're gonna get to that for sure. Uh coming in at number eight, um, something I don't do and Joe and Dave, you guys don't do either, but uh we do this for a lot of our clients, and Dan, I think you've probably done this before when you've traveled down. That's utilizing delivery services around. So we can talk about food delivery services. We can also talk about um, you know, if you need a stroller rental, if you need a uh, crib rental, if you need an ECV, if you need that kind of stuff, uh, it's huge. Um, Dave, I, I, I think a lot of people think whenever they get in the bubble that they can't have anything delivered to them. But that's just not the case. Well, they can they can have them delivered to them, and I mean, you you don't necessarily use it usually because you have a vehicle. Correct. And if you have a vehicle, it gives you that uh, that flexibility to be able to uh, jump in the car, drive off property. Um, there are Publix and Targets and Walmart's and things like that, at least somewhat in proximity. If you have a vehicle, um, if you don't, it is quite difficult to get out of the bubble. Um, and quite expensive. Ubers and things like that can uh, can quickly uh, add up in price. Whereas for less than that price, you can order that through uh, through an app, through um, all sorts of um, companies that provide services Amazon. directly yeah. to Disney. You can even just Amazon it directly to your resort. If you call, um, you can get the uh, mailing address or you can even look online, get the mailing address for your resort, put that in as the delivery address and organize the date for it to arrive. Um, you can literally just put into the uh, delivery address uh, your reservation number mm-hmm. as part of it and it arrives at the resort and they go, Oh, hold on, reservation number. They type it in and they go, oh, this person checks in today. And they they l- label it uh, ready for you and they even put notes on it so that as you check in, um, the, the person, if you're checking in at the desk, can go, yep, you, we have a package for you. Here it is. Like, we'll deliver it to your room now that you're here. Like, it's a great option. It's um, there, There's some really good services um, and local businesses that do that, um, particularly then with your other things you were talking about, stroller rental. <laughs> Taking a stroller on a plane is a terrible idea. I've done it, and it's not an enjoyable experience for anybody. Like, um, like, and it gives you some great. Like, sometimes you need it in the uh, in the airport, but if you can get away from that, but you're going to need one in the parks, either rent one from the parks or there's there's options. Um, same with ECVs and things like that. You were talking about, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, it's one of those things too, where <clears throat> with stroller rental. You know, we talk to people constantly who, like Dave was saying, they don't want to travel with a stroller. Like, they just don't want to have to no. lug it around an airport, do all that kind of stuff. And we tell them, listen, you can you can rent it in the parks, but there are some really downfalls to renting it in the parks. And that is one, they're the hard-sided strollers. They are nicer. The new ones are nicer than no. the old ones. They're the hard-sided strollers. It gets hot in Central Florida. Those The plastic gets hot. Um, and also, they're expensive. They're $30 to $35 a day for a double stroller. 
Whereas for a company, we can go through companies and you can have it delivered directly to your resort. Now, you do have to be there to pick it up. That is a post-COVID um, move that, is, that has come in. You have to yeah. be there to pick up. You also have to be there to drop off. They will not hold strollers for you anymore or ECVs. Um, so you have to be there. But with that said, you can do a double Bob stroller for four to seven days for a little over $100. Yeah. You now, could, you could totally those save things money. are huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about this. So, if you need a double stroller, now let's talk about going to like Disney Springs, right? Which you want a stroller. Well, guess what you can't do if you rent it on property? You cannot leave the parks with that right. stroller. So, Dan, it's huge. I mean, we use it all the time with our clients. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I've had clients that will rent strollers from outside companies. Number one, you're going to save money, and you could take it anywhere while you're in you know, in Disney World or anywhere in Florida if you have a car. And then secondly, I've, I've even had clients that will uh, will buy umbrella strollers mm-hmm. just because they're so cheap. I've done that. And then they'll leave them. You know, yep. they'll leave them out for people because, again, it's an umbrella stroller. I mean, I have no idea how long, how much they cost now, but oh, they're twenty five dollars. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, when I was when my, when my kids were little, they were probably like ten or fifteen bucks. I mean, that's like nothing. You know, hey, if I'm gonna spend ten or fifteen bucks on something like that, I would totally do that. And then going back to that to that Amazon delivery and stuff like that, the only caveat to that is, and it all depends, but Disney resorts will typically charge you about a ten dollar delivery fee. Yeah. To bring it to your room, which you know, at the end of the day, you know, who cares? I mean, if you're if you're having some groceries delivered, I think at the at the last DDP trip, I had some like I, I ordered some stuff for the cruise. I ordered like some some like sulfate drops for for just, for just Jen. some shirts and shorts and other <laughs> socks. So, so, <laughs> some more clothes because I didn't socks have enough. Right? Yeah, you know. But again, like brush been nine days. Right. It's the only thing you couldn't fit in the bag. Toothpaste, because I couldn't have more than three ounces of toothpaste. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's key, um, Joe. This is something I doubt you know you've used before. Um, I'm just assuming for the fact because you like you know myself and Dave, we have a car on property, we can go get whatever we need. But utilizing delivery services can save families a ton of money in the long run with being able to uh, you know, take snacks into the resort, have snacks in the room, go back to the room and, and have that I snack. like snacks. The snacks are great. <laughs> no, I mean, before Jen and I actually moved to Central Florida, um, the, the last time we probably used a delivery service was we used Instacart, which is like a Publix mm-hmm. here in Central Florida. And I remember we actually placed an order from the pool at the Polynesian. We actually ran out of beer. Um, a lot of times, you know, we in our DVC studio units, we would bring our own beer and we'd have our own snacks. And I would get like those little like, uh, not Lunchables, but like they're like the nicer ones with yeah. like the, the, you know, the cheese and the salamis <laughs> and stuff like that. And we'd sit by the pool and we'd, you know, we'd have have a couple drinks and have those things to snack on. It saves you a ton of money instead of spending $9 for a beer at the bar. Well, after like seven days at the poly, we had run out of beer. And I kind of looked at her and said, I don't feel like really going to the store, um, you know, or taking an Uber off property or whatever because we weren't living there. We didn't have a car at the time. And we actually ordered Instacart from the pool. And this is before I believe that they charge for, you know, uh, they before they make kind of like a, any kind of, uh, not a stink, but any, any kind of like, you know, about packages being delivered to uh, the resorts. And they delivered it within like an hour. And we gave them a great tip. And we ordered more beer, more snacks, uh, another case of water. And it was fantastic. So those services are still out there, right? I mean, they've changed a little bit. Amazon's got their own now. and uh, But yeah, I mean, it's something that I have used. It's been a while, but it's there. And uh, 
you know, it, it's, it's an option if you don't have that ability to, to get off property on your own. I mean, it, it is out there and just know what options are being used in Florida. Like I know Instacart is definitely used. I've used it personally, but just make sure because Amazon's not always the fastest, you know, so sometimes there might be something that will deliver a little faster. So do your research, have your stuff ready to go and uh, yeah, and just, and know where to go pick it up at the resort. That's another thing too. A lot of resorts, some resorts are bigger than others. So for example, if you're at Saratoga Springs, it may get delivered to the, the front uh, the main building that might not be really close to where you're staying at. So compared to if you're staying at a long house at the poly. So just keep an eye on that for as, as well. Um, I think uh, having beer delivered from offsite might be like the most f- cheap Florida thing you can potentially do, but I'm here for it. I'm, and I'm, proud I'm, you, I'm on board, man. I like, yeah, it. no, I'm it's genius. It's a great move. I'm not complaining. I'm just making an observation. Can, can we all, can we all just raise our hands and admit something that as parents <laughs> checking into a Disney resort, whether it be Vero beach, Alani, uh, you know, anywhere on Walt Disney world property, Disneyland. I don't know if I've ever checked into a Disney resort and on top of my luggage, there's always a case of something. As a dad at Disney, I always got something. Dan, yeah. Dan, this is my favorite. Dan shakes his head. Dan won't spend the money to check a bag, but yet he'll do $9 a beer. He's like, I will not have beer delivered. I'm supporting the mouse, not the airlines. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, I'm, the, I'm the flyer here, so I, it's a yeah. little harder. <laughs> uh, well, coming in, coming in at number seven is something that I do not typically do. It's been a long time since I've done this, but... Uh, I think I'm going to be doing it here in a couple days uh, whenever I am on property at Animal Kingdom, actually. Um, and that is Rope Drop. Uh, look, if you are brand new to Disney or if you have not been in an extremely long time, I think, you know, when we talked about don't park hop, I think you need to rope drop. You need to utilize Disney transportation and arrive at the parks early enough to where you can rope drop to see as much as possible. Um, Joe, Joe, you're kind of in my boat. I don't, you don't really rope drop too often either. I think it's important though for these families to get there as early as possible because then they can knock out some of these mainstream attractions, uh, the really hard to get stuff, you know, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at the Magic Kingdom. Go do that right away. Flight of Passage, go do that right away at Animal Kingdom. And uh, that way it kind of sets your tone for the day as a uh, person new to the Disney parks. Yeah, the first thing is if you're staying, if you're paying the money to stay on a Disney resort, you're paying that premium. That's one of the perks of that premium is to get in the parks. That 30 minutes, I know we kind of all like, kind of like, eh, I wish it was longer like it used to be. But trust me, as somebody who has been in there as a local, just as an annual pass holder, and it wasn't staying on Disney property at one time and watching that 30 minutes and everybody go in, and I'm just kind of standing there waiting. It's rough, man. It stinks. Uh, so that 30 minute head start still is uh, a benefit. And the first thing that I thought of as Justin, you were saying this was like Peter Pan's, uh, you know, Peter Pan's flight. You know, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. Just even just getting in the queues for those ahead of everybody else will save you at mm-hmm. least a good hour out of your day right there. And as somebody who's brand new, your first time visiting Walt Disney World, every minute counts. And the last thing you want to do is like you want you don't want to be frustrated your first trip. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to waste any time. You want to utilize that time that's given to you. And uh, you definitely do need a rope drop. I mean, it's and we still do it. Jen and I will still every once in a while we'll find a day like yep, we're gonna rope drop today, and we'll go and we'll do it and. and We'll do a lot of th- we'll get a lot of things accomplished in, in a short amount of time. So it's definitely something that I agree um, that new families visiting Walt Disney World definitely should do. Dave, do you have a rope drop? Oh, the, outside of work, outside of work, right? Um, if we're going, I mean, we have small children; they're already awake. We may as well be in the park. Yeah. Like, 
like non-rope dropping is like at least your one now knows how to like sleep in. Yeah, she chills and like, lays by the pool and does all that. So. Yeah, my my six-year-old do- hasn't learned that yet, and my three-year-old definitely doesn't know how to do that. So like, yeah, if we're going, like we're gonna get our money's worth out of that ticket for the day as well, and well, we'll be there nice and early. We want to get as much done as possible. Interesting, <clears throat> Dan, you are a rope drop king uh, with the family. You guys right. rope drop, I think, more than any of the other hosts on this show. Am I correct? 100%, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, any any client that's going to go for the first time, I mean, people who are going to Disney, they're going, I guess, more so for the rides than anything and the experience of Disney. Uh, as you go more to Disney, then then you kind of, you, you know, you don't, I don't want to say you don't care about going on the rides as much, but there's other things you want to do that, you know, getting up, at you know the crack of dawn isn't the number one thing but when when it's your first trip and you want to try to ride as much as possible though you know i i know it's only like if you're staying on disney property it's only a half hour but those first couple of hours are are paramount if you're on disney property because again there are there's not a ton of them but there is enough percentage of justin suitors out there that don't rope drop the park that mm-hmm. in those first couple of hours you can knock out so many rides in in a in a short period of time that it makes it worth it. And then again, if you have little ones or you have kids that, you know, need to take naps, then, you know, go back to your resort at like 11 or 12 and and take a nap when the park is pretty much at its at its peak and at at its busiest that, you know, you could just go back and relax for a little bit. So I mean, I think that is the number one thing that you should be doing is you should definitely park hop because there's so much you can get done in those first couple of hours. No, I- I completely agree. So I'm I'm looking right now, guys, and I'm just gonna pick a random date. I'm gonna pick um, November the 14th, and I did a four day base ticket. Okay, for an adult, that's five hundred and nine dollars. Okay, that's five hundred dollars. So if you're a family of four with two adults and let's say two kids under the age of ten, but over the age of three, you are two thousand one hundred thirty four dollars and ninety cents in on tickets alone. Ouch. You, as someone who does not go to Disney all the time, I really think rope dropping could be one of the most important things you do on your vacation to get the most out of your days. Valid. I really do. I think if you Mm -hmm. take, we're going to, we've got, we got a lot more in front of this, but that is one of the things. If you're doing this, rope drop, get up. Even if you're not a morning person, we are not, my, my wife, myself, my child are not morning people. Get up, make it a point. Now, can I say this really quick? And, and I don't. This one's not on our list, but I think it kind of goes with road drop. So I'm gonna throw it in, and we'll just for a split second we'll talk about it. If you're gonna rope drop, do not be afraid to take a midday break. Do not be afraid to utilize the baby care stations if you have uh, younger younger children to take a break out of the sun, out of the heat, and let them nap. You know, there is nothing like that five, six, seven o'clock meltdown that we see in Fantasyland. And I'd like to apologize for that again. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the party was you, not the kids. I didn't know what that was about. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. It, it is. It's one of those things you need to pace yourself. Rope dropping it takes it out of you. You're up early. You're out of the resort. You've got to make sure you eat properly. Um, and like it, it's throwing your like a Disney vacation throws your whole system out. It's doing something that your body is not used to. So you do have to make sure you take that time uh, to 
to yeah to refuel to to breathe because it's just too much to go you can't go big for four days yeah yeah it's like it's i've never made this equivalence before but it's like disney is like going to vegas <laughs> you know what i mean you can only go hard for so long like no, you know what right. i mean your He's body right. eventually is gonna <laughs> shut down like it just is you got to give your time time uh yourself some time to recuperate and and you know relax just a little bit um joe with that said moving into number six i think this is something that every family should do i think it's super important and talk about relaxing and and maybe getting outside of the four parks make time to go to disney springs yeah i mean there's some people say disney springs is the fifth part that's debatable right you know but there is so much to do there at disney springs shows great restaurants bars if you've got an older crowd great shopping i mean if you forgot to get that specific disney you know gift in the park you can go to world of disney in disney springs you could walk to saratoga you could uh you know you could take the the hot air balloon up i always forget they changed names not flights of wonder anymore it's something else um but i mean there's so much to do at disney springs it's an attraction in itself they've done a great job with it i know for years it was so frustrating especially as a local where it was a giant pit it was all under construction and it was so worth the wait i was just there two days ago met up with a friend from college we walked around went to the christmas shop got some got some stuff for christmas some uh some ornaments we had lunch at raglan road um it was amazing lunch um actually justin we had a table right by where we sat last time uh when we were there last oh, fantastic. time fantastic uh, yeah it was it was a great time it's just it was awesome we killed three hours there it was a great day um yeah i mean disney spring you have to make time to go there it, it's something it's a huge part of the disney culture it's you know the walt disney world village or disney village marketplace it's been there for a long time it's evolved it's a lot of great stuff there and to do and also you could go there and not even spend any money if you don't want to they have bands they have uh uh, they have different um, musical acts there that the DJs, I mean, there's all kinds of different things going on at Disney Springs that you could dance, have a good time without even spending a dime. You know what I'm saying? Splitsville's got entertainment outside. So lots of things to do at Disney Springs that it's not going to cost you an arm or a leg that can really be a nice night out for, uh, for the family. You know, I always say that whenever I talk to parents, I'm like, Disney is not just for your kids. Disney's for you too. And you can make a Disney vacation for the entire family. It doesn't have to just be based around your kids. Um, Dave, you know, as someone who entertains at Springs uh, at times, hmm. there is just a lot to do. And it is kind of that break in the middle of what can be sometimes insanity in the Disney parks. Um, if you have young children, it's your first time and you're trying to figure out where you are and what to do. And you don't want to miss in, you know, anything uh, to take an evening and make a dinner reservation somewhere nice. And then take in all the fun stuff because there is something for everyone. There are some really great food options. Um, also, I don't think this made the list, and it's one of those things that we, we could probably talk about, 20 things that we would like yeah. people to do on their first visit. But um, pacing yourself and taking an off day from the theme parks um, is a great idea. And Disney Springs offers you the opportunity to not necessarily have to buy that extra ticket, but still do something fun and interactive with your afternoon or evening. Um, there's lots of things to do. Um, I did Google it, and apparently the hot air balloon is called Aerofile. Aerofile, right? Aerofile. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think I can say that word it's, anymore. A, I, like, a, it makes can me I try feel to spell dirty this? Ready? to say that. Aerofile. Here we go. Aerofile. Can you put it in a sentence? Got yes, right. I rode the Aerofile. <laughs> I, 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 now I got it. Okay, now I got it. It's A-E-R-O-P. 
P-H-I-L-E, aerophile. Now you sound like, now you sound like Mike after Googling definitions of <laughs> words or something like that. Um, Was that correct? Yeah, he wasn't here to defend Would himself. you ever yes, do you that? Would you all ever pay to go up in that hot air balloon? Well, let me give you this. Um, let so me really wait, wait, quickly, wait, really quickly. Hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. It is an eight-minute experience. It, it's also referred to as characters in flight. Right. So there's a Disney element to it. It takes you up nice and high. I know I can see that balloon from my house, and I live quite a distance from... Uh, yeah, from do. Disney, from Disney Springs in particular. I live on the other side other, of Disney yeah. World. Yeah, you live on. The, and I can what see would be the, that what, balloon. The northwest side, I guess. So yes, I am northwest of yeah, of, of Disney property, and yeah. and Springs is on the southeastern edge. Yeah. Of of Disney World. So do so you, it's quite a distance. Do you know anyone that's ridden on it? Because I don't. I don't know one. <sighs> I feel like I think my wife said that she did it years and years ago. Because I mean, how is the view? How is the view up there? It's got to be pretty good, right? Go to Topolino's. It can't be that much higher. Go to go to Toledo. Go to Dahlia (laughs) Lounge. Go to California Grill. I would come on. I would rather three sixty views. I would rather do that than pay for the the aqua cars at the. That's what I was going to ask. And for cars. Here's my question: If I give you three things, yeah. If I give you three things, you got to do one of these. Okay, you only have the you only have enough money in the budget for one of these. The aerophile characters in flight, okay? The aqua cars or whatever they're called. Um, Amphicars. Amphicars, which literally I got the best giggle ever in my life watching the people being stuck in the rain on those things. Um, <laughs> or three, going and seeing the brand new Cirque show at Disney Springs. What are you picking? I've seen I've seen the Cirque show. I'll take the Cirque Have show. Have you seen Drawn oh. to Life? I want to see it so bad. Yes, I've, I've seen like, it. I it's would amazing. see a show. Yeah, I would I should probably see the show. I want to do. I, I want to go see it sooner than later. Like I want to go. Maybe in December I'll be down and, and go see it then. Or in January when I'm down for Marathon Weekend I'll come come do it then. Joe, why don't we go? Why don't we go in January? I'll do it. All right. I, I love mean, it. there's something. I mean, I would love to see. It. I mean, those shows are amazing. So yeah. Um. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh. Let's move on to the next one. Joe, I'm actually coming right back to you because this is your wheelhouse. This Thank is you. your thing. Uh, coming in at number five, and I think this is really important, and this is a lot of the questions that Dan and I a- answer um, whenever we're trying to find the perfect fit for someone with a Walt Disney World uh, vacation, and that is understanding the differences in the Disney resorts because, look, Walt Disney World, more than anywhere else in the world, gives you such a plethora of different um, experiences through their resorts but also, depending on where you're staying, is a difference in the not only accommodations, but what you can get out of that stay. Um, so I think it's super important for people to understand on their first trip about each of the resorts and maybe why going deluxe, even though you were looking moderate, maybe it fits better for your family. Uh, or going, going, you know, we'll, we'll get into some budget stuff later, but going... Um, with a certain resort because it's closer to a park than another park works better for your family, Joe. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking budget out of it, for an example, you yeah, know, we'll first of all, you, 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 yeah, you need to know what is available at your resort. So when you're doing your research, in the shiny, you know, Grand Floridian or contemporary may look great. If you're planning to spend like every night boozing in Epcot and going around the world, that might not be the best option for you. You might want to be beach club, yacht club boardwalk because if that's going to be where you're going to spend most of your time at i know a lot of my friends have younger kids uh and they 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 call me up saying hey joe you know i'm planning a trip to disney world and i said well what do you want to get out of your trip where are you going to be spending most of your time 
And a lot of times they, they're going to be at the Magic Kingdom. I said, okay, well, what's your budget? And if the budget is, and I say, well, you know, Polynesian Grand Floridian, that would be Wilderness Lodge because it's the convenience. If you need to go back for that afternoon nap, um, even those resorts, for an example, like if you're going to be flying in and taking in, you know, outside transportation to, to the bubble uh, and you don't have a car, you know, those resorts are smaller. They have more food options. They have more quick service options. Uh, for example, my heart, I love Saratoga Springs, right? Has awful options, right? It's not good if you're there as a family with no car, uh, no way around. But if you're staying at the Contemporary or at the Polynesian or at the Boardwalk and you have all these options that you could walk to, that will make your, your whole experience, you know, much, you know, much more pleasure, you know, much more, you know, great time for you. I mean, also at the same time, if you're going to be there for a longer period of time and you're going to be spending some resort time or some time being at the pools, know the differences. You know, for example, if you're at a value resort, you're not going to have your water slides. You're not going to have, you know, the, you know, the amount of pool bars that are around, for example, that you would find at a moderate or a deluxe resort. Uh, if you're, you know, if that's a big thing to your family, that may be something that may you want to lean towards. So you really need to do your research on like what you're looking at out of a resort, where do you want to be on property? Do you want to be closer to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, uh, you know, Hollywood Studios? And at the same time, um, you know, are you going to have access to outside transportation? Are you going to be relying on Disney transportation as well? If you're going to be taking monorails or boats, you know, and maybe the Magic Kingdom resorts would be obviously much easier for you to get around. But if you're if you have a car and you're able to, you know, drive around, maybe something like Animal Kingdom or Saratoga would be will be worth it for you because uh, you'll, you'll be able to, to drive around. So, I mean, just get to know what you're looking at, what options are available at each resort, and uh, we'll go from there. I think you nailed it. I, I absolutely – I think it's it's super important to find the uh, the perfect resort for your family for your first day. Uh, moving on to number four, um, this one is so key, and this is – look, whenever we talk about – this isn't just a plug for Away With Me Travel, but whenever we talk about using an agent, the benefits you get – uh, is this studying my Disney experience before you ever set foot on Walt Disney property. Uh, Dan, it is a unbelievably complicated um, app for people who don't understand it. I mean, when we for talk sure. about it, we're talking about explaining mobile order. We're talking about explaining Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane. I have my spiel down. I was, uh, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've been on other shows talking about it. Um, you know, I, I know the product inside and out, but for someone going for the first time, understanding the difference between Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, understanding the fact that you can, you have not, not you can, now you have to do mobile order, um, to, at a lot of places. If you can get your hands on that and, and kind of learn how to use the app before you go, learn how to access part maps, learn how to access wait times, learn how to unlock your door. Um, you know, which you should be ordering magic bands. I'm just telling you this. Right. Um, it's super important to get your hands on the on my Disney experience before you leave. I 100. I mean, this is one thing I'll go over with folks. But I mean, for for as bad as Disney IT is, this app is actually pretty good. There is so much on this app. Like if you're a first time Disney, you know, a Disney, you're planning your first Disney trip. There is so much on this app that you could take a look at. You could look at the the map of all the parks, so you can kind of see how they're laid out. So you you, know, you can kind of get an idea of when you're going to the parks. You know, you know you can 
see that it's not smart to go from Space Mountain to, to Big Thunder Mountain, you know, stuff like that. But like like you said, mobile ordering, you can you can kind of get an idea of what the restaurants have. Like you can see the menus for all the restaurants. You could see how much it's going to cost. So that way, um, you know, you're still going to have sticker shock when you get that bill at some of those Disney restaurants. But at least if you if you do the research, you can see what some of this stuff costs and you can see, you know, you know, hey, is there something at this particular restaurant that will work for my family? So again, the, the the MDE app, while you know Disney IT may be lacking in some terms, there is so much on this app that you can do before your trip to prepare for it that really helps. And then going back to when we talked about what you should bring to the to the parks, uh, you definitely need a battery charger because you're going to be on that MDE while you're in the parks nonstop. So I mean, you're going to need to charge your phone at some point during the day. Yeah, 100%. Um, you have no idea how many times a week I come across a guest who is in the middle of a park who is buried in their phone and they're like, hey, can you help me with this? I don't understand how to do insert the 12 different things it can potentially do for you. And I just want to be like, oh, I need to sit with you for an hour so that you're actually prepared for this. Like, you should have done this three months ago. You should have had a practice run on a random day to just sit down and check out how things worked in the app, even when you weren't in Disney World. And um, and you're now completely out of your depth because you're in the middle of Magic Kingdom. So I, I don't. I don't have time for you, okay? There's a blue umbrella just over there that, where they can, like, explain half of the things that you actually need like like understanding that app it is such a key also sometimes i'm like they ask me that and i'm like how did you wind up in a theme park (laughs) if if you don't understand my disney experience like if you don't understand the app how are you here because so much is tied to it like i I just don't get it and um so yes it, it, it cannot be under or overstated. I never know which one to use in that sentence, but uh, it cannot be overstated at the importance of, you know what I mean? Oh, overstated. Um, the, if you're going to do overstated. that one. Overstated. Yes. Good. All right. It cannot be overstated the importance of understanding my Disney experience as an app and. <laughs> so, Dave. And if you make show sure those elementary school teachers screaming at Dave and, I, and our grammar. <laughs> if you show up to, if you show up to, to any. Walt Disney World theme park and have never looked at my Disney experience. That is the equivalent of showing up the first day of a college class and not have done any of the prerequisite work and they, and they throw a test at you the first day. You're like, I, right. I, I don't know. I don't. So, I'm really I'm really sorry. I think I'm, uh, am I meant to be here? Do I have dude, to download we, this app? <laughs> we, so here's the thing, man. We, so as, as agents, like we, this is a legit, do you guys remember back on the show whenever Disney announced Genie Plus? And Genie and all that. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, they're replacing agents. Like, that's what they're doing. They're they're creating this 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 uh, They just AI created t- more work for you. They, yeah. Well, they're creating this AI technology that's going to take us out. You know what they did? They made us so much more valuable. Because uh-huh. one of the things that we bring to our clients is the fact that we, we start you on the 20-yard line facing the goal. You know, fa- fa- I'm, I'm sports analogy, Dave. Hold on. Uh, you know, instead of you starting on your own 20, we're starting you, uh, uh-huh. you know, on the other. Like, uh-huh. we've only got to go 20 Amazing. yards for a touchdown. 
You got this? <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I nearly followed that. Oh, my. I understood sports, sports, sports. sports. Um, <laughs> I understood most of that reference. Uh, so um, it's, it's super important to get your hands on MDE. Uh, learn do, you re- it. do you remember? Like, J- Justin, you and I spoke that day. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, what is this doing? What is this, what is this upgrade to the app doing? What are they? And, and I think at the time, I, uh, deep down in my soul, I believed that they, it was probably a step in the right direction. And I compared it, uh, I don't know if I said this to you, but I compared it to, do you remember when we used to have T9 texting on the old school phones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where you had to hit, you had to hit the seven four. The, yeah, like if you're spelling suitor, I have to hit seven, d- 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 you know. And then, and then they introduced well, and the, so we had that, and then they introduced what they called T nine, which was where you only had to press that button once, and it would figure out what word you were typing. Yep. And it took everybody like five weeks to learn how to retext again, and everybody initially hated it, and then once it clicked in your brain, you went, "Oh, this is so much better." Um, like. Like having all of these elements tied into the app and all of this, like it, it was one of those things where we just had to relearn how to do it. And now that we've relearned how to do it, we're like, oh yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. My favorite thing, dude, is when I do Zooms with clients that are first timers and they, I'm talking, <laughs> and I give my spiel about Genie. Genie Plus and Lightning. It's always I think I want to be a fly on the wall for and, this. And you can watch their eyes just get a little bigger and a little bigger. And I'm and then at the very end I go I always end with this, I know it sounds complicated, but once you get your hands on it, you're gonna understand it. You know, like this is yep. like, but at least you've got that heads up, like you're you're ahead of the game. So, get a hold of MDE, study it, play with it. And when I say MDE, my Disney experience for for those uh, new Disney park guests. Moving on, number three. Uh, Dan, We're into the big ones. Super super important. This is one of those that I think if people don't do it especially on your first trip, you have really missed the mark on your Disney vacation. You've really, there's not too much you can do wrong on a Disney vacation. This is the one I think you've really messed up. And that is you have to, have to, have to stay inside the Disney bubble. You need to stay at a Disney resort on your first Disney vacation. 100%. Again, like a lot of folks will think, hey, I could save money if I stay at, you know, an offsite resort or if I could stay at an offsite hotel. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, time is money. And, you know, when you think about some of these outside resorts or hotels, they, they, they usually have some sort of transportation to the parks. But for as, for, for as much as some folks may complain about, like, the Disney bus system, it is, like, head and shoulders. Like, I, like it makes it look like a freaking limousine ride. You know, because the, the availability of the Disney bus system is, is head and shoulders better than anything else out there. So, I mean, again, you may save a little bit of money, but the amount of time you're going to spend trying to get from one place to another. And even again, even if you have a car on property, we'll say, and you're staying at an outside resort, you're going to be paying for parking. And, it, you know, if you go to you know, let's say you go to Magic Kingdom, you're you're going, you know, through the trams, the ticket and transportation center. You know, by the time you get to the parks. The people who are staying on property are already in the parks, and they're probably on their first ride. So, again, at the end of the day, as, as far as I'm concerned, time is money, and you're going to save so much of that by staying on Disney property. Plus, you have early theme park hours staying on Disney property. Uh, some of the deluxe resorts have late theme park hours. 
you have early access to Lightning Lane. And, and again, I think the Disney transportation system, while it, it gets a little flack, you know, I love it. And Dan, one of the things that when you stay off property that eliminates, and Justin touched on this earlier in the, in the show, is it eliminates your ability to take that midday break. Sure. Because if you're staying off property, and Dave knows this as well as I do, it may seem all well and good driving around Walt Disney World property. They do a pretty good job with, with moving traffic around property. But once you leave that bubble and you're back on I-4 and all the surrounding toll roads, it's like a parking lot. All right. No. We call it the attractions. If you listen to local radio <laughs> here in Central Florida, it's like, oh, it's backed up through the attractions. Um, it, if, it may look on a map like, oh, it's not that far away. It's, you know, it's a blank hotel, you know, Walt Disney World. But it's a 15-minute drive without traffic and then you add in like midday traffic on i4 you're just gonna be wasting immense amount of time so the time that you're wasting you you could have like been in the parks or been resting at your resort and getting more out of your vacation so you may be saving on one you're robbing peter essentially to pay paul which is what you really don't want to do for sure i mean heck if you have if you have kids that vary in age you know, if you're staying on Disney property, m- mom or dad could take the little one back to the resort and take Disney property, you know, or I'm sorry, Disney transportation back to back to their resort. And while dad stays with or mom stays with the other kid, where if you have only one car on property, that's not happening. So, I mean, again, yeah. it's it's huge. Yeah. And, uh, and those the hotel one, shuttles. 100%. Are, I'm sorry, David. I'm saying one thing. Those hotel shuttles that are uh, for the resorts that are all, or hotels off property, they drop off at really weird locations. So, for example, if you take a, a shuttle from a off property hotel, it will drop you off at the TTC. And you still got to take a ferry boat or a, or a monorail. It's not dropping you off up front. Right. They come only like a couple times a day. Uh, like, oh, it drops off at like, you know, 8 o'clock and 12 o'clock. And that's it. It picks up at 6 o'clock. And that's it you know so you're kind of like you're kind of out of luck right there so it's uh, not very convenient dave i am sorry i jumped on, on you no not at all i was just agreeing with you and i was going to say like even living right near property i'm 15 minutes from magic kingdom and like once we're done we're done like one of our kids hits what we call that chernobyl moment <laughs> with the meltdown um once once it turns into a moment like that we're pff, done pull the plug i'm out i'm not like uh, I'm not wrestling with that and I'm not coming back because it's such a mammoth effort to get in and out. So, yeah. As Dan said, please. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge part. Take, you were able to take that, uh, Disney transportation. Do not do what Dan said. Do not take Disney property because if you do that, it will be your first and your last trip to Walt Disney world. Yeah, Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so let's, let's uh, put that, that statement out there for everybody. Uh, here we go. Moving on to number two. I think this is another very, very important one. Um, Dave, it is key uh, whenever we look at Disney vacations to understand that every vacation, you know, when we plan vacations, whether it's Walt Disney World or anywhere else in the world, that your vacation does have a budget. You do have a overall uh, amount you're allowed to spend kind of in your head and with, you know, how your lifestyle is. I love this. And I'm going to give your wife credit because this is a Melanie special. Save when possible, but splurge when necessary. I think that is so key to having a fantastic Disney vacation. And let's dive into it because I think there's a lot of ways you can save when possible, but splurge when necessary. 100%. Um, this is one of those things that addresses the, the, the big question of your Disney vacation. What is it that's important to you and what is worth spending money on it? Because if it means that you have the money to be able to utilize Genie Plus and get more time in the parks by 
spending more time in the parks, it means you're not spending as much time at the resort. And if that means that you can downgrade your room from a deluxe resort to a moderate or even a moderate to a value to find that money that you're like, hey, if I'm only going back there to shower and sleep and I'm hitting those parks as much as possible on my first visit to get as much out of my time in the parks and using Genie Plus will get me on more rides during that time, I don't need to spend the money at the resort. I'm not spending time in the in the hotel. So spend the money in the parks and get the time out of it there. Like this, this is a no brainer for me. Things like that. Um, there, uh, there are so many different places uh, for you to spend your money in Disney. And don't get me wrong, Disney will is a is a business, is a corporation, and it will give you plenty of opportunities to spend that money. So <laughs> this is where you get to choose where you want to spend it. As my credit card's melting down in my wallet right now after my <laughs> exactly. purchase today, um, Joe. It's it's look. It really is important for a lot of families that you know. Something for me is. For us, Disney dining is so key. Like we we kind of base our and you kind of do the same thing with Jen. Mm-hmm. Like we base our trips around having really nice dinners. We want to go to the nice places, but in return, we might you know have a snack in the room or by the pool. You know something we bring or bring our own drinks or or do that kind of stuff because we can save money during the day doing that and then be able to splurge in the evening going to a place like California Grill. Or Topolino, or you know, one of those great places. No, absolutely, and that's I me. Mean, that's the thing that Jen and I love to do the most is we love dining at Walt Disney World. We do. I've said it many times here on the show, but we do make sacrifices in other places. You know, we talked about earlier on the show about like Disney is like going to Vegas, right? You have to like take care of yourself. It's a lot. You're going full steam for how many days? It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or if you're a rookie. You have to you have to feed yourself, you have to fuel yourself, right? So. Maybe instead of like going to the food court, you know, or the the quick service in your resort and spending, you know, eighteen dollars on a breakfast, you have a granola bar, or maybe you bring some snacks from home that you have, uh, you know, for for breakfast. And instead of having a big lunch, sometimes Jen and I will split an adult meal, uh, like adult quick service in the parks, or get two kids meals. Um, we kind of said this many times, like if you are an adult, you can order off the kids menus in the parks. Uh, uh, the Disney portions are huge. Um, you would think that like they would charge you a lot, they wouldn't give you a lot, but you order a burger and fries, they give you a huge burger and fries. So sometimes you 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 split a meal or you have a small snack that holds you over, and then you have that really nice expensive uh, dinner. Which you know, if it's a for a special occasion or if it's something that you enjoy doing, you, you have a nice you know glass of wine with dinner. That's where you kind of make it up. So there are places you can kind of you know save and cut corners, but then splurge on something else where you know you really enjoy that dinner at California Grill or at Citrico's or Topolino's or even like we did last week. We went to Ohana and gorged ourselves and it was absolutely amazing. We didn't eat anything all day. I bypassed all of my favorite snacks in the Magic Kingdom because I knew Wow. I did I didn't have any any How citrus. were those noodles though? Dude, they were so good, Dave. They yeah, so good. they were. The one yeah, thing they I will were. say this I, if I can get fifteen seconds to just vent here, they need to bring they need to stop putting the chimichurri Cherry sauce on the chicken. I don't know why they're doing that. They did that post COVID. They got to put the the wing sauce on the chicken because that's what they used to have. It's absolutely amazing. I don't know why they switched up to the chimichurri, but they did. It was still an amazing experience. Uh, we loved it. But like I said, I fasted all day, bypassed all my snacks, but we splurged. We had a great meal, and uh, yeah. So you, you find your you pick your spots, but that that's where you splurge. Yeah, I mean, look, we've talked about Genie Plus. We talked about um, dining. Another thing, Dan, is one of those things is a lot of families don't realize that 
sometimes it might be worth it to save a little money to use outside transportation, to be able to use Lyft or Uber to get to Disney Springs or Lyft or Uber to get to a Disney park um, that will save you 30, 40, 50 minutes sometimes in the mornings, and you're there before everyone else. For sure. I mean, like I, I mentioned before, time is money. And, you know, while, you know, a, a, a $12 or even if you use, you know, you know, the, 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 the Disney transportation, uh, the Lyft transportation to, to go to the parks, it's like 30 bucks. Minivans. Yeah, the minivans. Like, again, time is money. And if it's going to save you 30 to 45 minutes as, uh, as opposed to taking Disney transportation on occasion, again, that, that time that you get back from not having to wait for the bus to get there or what have you, or, you know, taking some strange transportation, you know, from Disney Springs and getting lost – you know, with your daughter in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I've done that. Again, I've done that. I've again done that. Yeah. stuff like that makes a difference. And again, you know, it, it is it is huge to be able to save that amount of time. Yeah, and let me let me uh, add on to this really quickly because I'm at a fourth thing that you know when we talk about save when possible, splurge when necessary. If you're on your first Disney vacation, or if it's been a long time since you've had a Disney vacation, maybe it's your first kid's Disney vacation. You've been there before. Um, I'm going to say this: the most important thing that you can do is buy the Disney Photo Pass, the Disney Memory Maker. You you need to include that cost in your vacation. If that entails you taking maybe one less park day or downgrading your resort. What is that resort, price point? Uh, $169 if you buy it uh, three days out, 199 if you buy it three days or up to your vacation, during your vacation. So uh, a little over 150 bucks total on top of the giant price tag that is already your Disney vacation. Right. This is an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. Like and and the, uh, and uh, I don't get me wrong, $160 is $170 is still $170 and I get that. But in the grand scheme of things, this isn't even that much of a splurge. This is a drop in the ocean to make sure that you have those memories. Like there's no it's a no-brainer. It's so D- Disney Memory Maker and I tell people this all the time. It is the greatest Disney souvenir you can buy inside the Disney parks. Because yep. you can buy coffee mugs, you can buy t-shirts, you can buy mini ears, Mickey ears, you can buy all that stuff. That's great. I will guarantee you this. That stuff will eventually end up in a closet somewhere. And you will not think it, about it, it again. It's, it's yard sale fodder, even right. if it's not this year, somewhere down the track. Somewhere down the track. It is yard sale fodder. Yep. Yeah. Whereas those pictures... Where the entire family forever. is in the picture, done by a professional photographer in front of some of the most photographed places on planet Earth, um, with with great lighting and magic shots. That's the kind of stuff that you take and you keep for a lifetime. That's the kind of stuff that's passed down generations. And they say, "Oh my gosh, look, my mom and dad took me to Walt Disney World for Epcot's 40th. I was there for the for the 50th. I was there for the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy. I was there for this." That's the memories that people make. And so if you're not purchasing Memory Maker, you're doing your Disney vacation wrong. Um, With that said, let's move on to number one because this one's huge. And I think this is the one that people have the hardest time with, Dave, uh, whenever they plan their first Disney vacation because it's hard. People don't realize how much Disney has to offer. Look, I go to the Disney parks a lot. You're in the parks every day. Joe's there all the time. Dan goes all the time. I still have not done everything Disney has to offer. I, you know, it's impossible to get it done. When you go, one, take your time. And two, you're not going to see everything. 
So prioritize what you want to see the most. Take your time and prioritize what you want the most. When you consider that the combined land area of our four Disney theme parks alone is, hold on really quick, somewhere in the vicinity of a thousand acres, like just doing those four theme parks, like you're not going to do everything. You're not going to ride every ride uh, in one vacation. I, I have, yes, I can personally say I've been on every ride in Disney World, but it's literally my job. Um, you're not going to make it to every bar. You're not going to make it to every restaurant. You're not going to see every cavalcade or parade or, or you're going to miss something. And there's going to be things for you to come back and do again. And when you do, Disney will be there. So there's no point in trying to do it all. You, it's just not going to happen. You need a healthy dose of reality and a slap of it if necessary, <laughs> and you're not going to do it all. So breathe, be patient, and enjoy what you do get to do. Joe, there's a lot of stuff outside of the Disney parks that I think a lot of families don't even realize is there for them to experience. Uh, when we talk about golf and we talk about uh, Disney Springs and, you know, there, there's like fishing and um, renting boats and going on fireworks cruises and all that kind of stuff. I always tell people, yes, the Disney parks are amazing. Yes, you want to ride the key rides. You want to ride Pirates and Haunted and Splash and Space. And, you know, you want to go to Animal Kingdom and, and do the safari and all that kind of fun stuff, right? But sometimes taking the moments to maybe get away and take your time and slow down will mean that uh, you take a memory from this vacation you didn't expect to take. Yeah, as the king of FOMO on this show uh, and fear of missing out on everything and wanting to do everything all the time, you really do have to take your time, stop, look around. You know, do your research. Listen to our show. Look on the internet. You know, make a list of what you really want to do as like the most important things on your list. Make it a realistic list. You know, for somebody, it may be hitting every e-ticket or as many e-ticket attractions in the Magic Kingdom as they can. Okay, you know, if you can hit the mountains, great. For another person, it may be like, I want to do water parks and I want to play around a golf. Like when we hosted our golf tournament uh, this summer, if there were people yeah. that never played golf on Disney property before. It was like a dream come true to them. And that was awesome. That made me feel so good that they actually got to play golf on Walt Disney World property, which a lot of people never get a chance to do. And that is important to you. Dave, do we play golf? Make time to do that. Dave and I kind of with Dave and I kind of played golf. You played we golf. Really... We 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 attended while there was golf happening. <laughs> we did. We attended really well though. Like, <laughs> we were in proximity to golf. Dave and I made yeah. a sandcastle in one of the bunkers. So let's just <laughs> we did. Amazing. That, yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, but my my point being is like you know, like you said, like just find out what's really important to you. You're not going to do it all. Make a list of what's important to you. And some of those things may be outside of the theme parks, but have a realistic expectation and know that there will be a next time uh, in the parks. They've been there for 51 years now, and so there will always be a next time. Uh, Dan, I want to get your perspective as we start to close up our top 10 things that every first-time Disney parks guest should know uh, and should do. Uh, because, you know, we talk about it, you know, Dave – of course, is in the parks every day. Joe and I grew up going to the parks our entire lives. Like, we've been Disney kids. Um, we're close to the parks. We're there all the time. When you first found yourself 
really becoming a huge Disney fan, and you found yourself going to the parks a lot. Did you have a mentality of, I know how you are with the family. I know how you are with Jen. And, and you're like, come on, we're hitting it, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. Uh, did you have a mentality of saying, I'm going to get as much done as possible, and that's just how it's going to be? And I want to hear how your perspective is now that you've been as often as you have. Like, have you slowed down and taken it in a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's just my personality. Like, when we first go to the parks, you know, it is, you know, go, go, go. I want to ride every ride. I want to experience everything. But as time moved on, you know, I, we were annual pass holders for a year between 17 and 18. And, and I think in that year, we spent about 46 days on property during that time. I like... And again, it, the more you go to the, pro, the to, to Disney property, things change. It's not that I like the rides less. It's just that I, I want to experience more of the park and just kind of soak it in, where going on every ride as much as humanly possible becomes less of a priority and m- more of a priority to, like, you know, experience things throughout the park, you know, like... I don't think, you know, since that time we were annual pass holders, I don't think there's a time that we went to the park that we didn't do something new. You know, uh, just this last time, you know, hoop-de-doo. I've never done hoop-de-doo. That was the first time I did that. You know, we did, uh, you know, you mentioned fishing. I did fishing with the boys one year. I mean, you know, something you wouldn't even think about doing on Disney property, but, you know, I lost a fishing pole uh, in Epcot, you know, who else can say that? You know, I mean, it's just, you know, again, there's so much to do on Disney property. And, you know, as a first timer, you don't have to worry about everything like that. Just worry about as much as you can get accomplished. And, you know, if you, if, if there's something on your bucket list that you have to do, then make sure you do it. But other than that, you know, again, there's going to be, there's going to be other times. If you really enjoy Disney that much, uh, you're going to be back. You know, like wh- when I took my first trip, it was supposed to be our one trip to Disney to say we took the kids to Disney and now we could be done with it. And here I am like seven years later and I'm, I'm on a Disney podcast and I'm going flipping like, you know, two or three times a year if I can. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is amazing. And there is always something. Now, whether you're losing fishing poles in the middle of uh, Epcot Lagoons or building sandcastles in uh, the bunkers of Disney golf courses or uh, just riding Space Mountain for the hundredth time, uh, maybe you've splurged and you've got that uh, memory maker package that we talked about. You're going to create these memories you're going to find up, uh, wind up with uh, incredible photos and uh, you're going to need a place to put those photos. And the answer to that is, of course, the Disney, uh, the DDP Today uh, podcast Facebook page, which brings us to Mike's favorite part of every show, and that is Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's time us to for get our Picks of the Week. Um, it's not often I get to lead this part of the conversation off, so uh, I'm going to start with Justin. Oh, I like going Picks first. Of the, I, yeah, 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 it doesn't, doesn't happen, happen often, often enough. I like it. Uh, I'm going with the amazing, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode, the amazing Cat Dupree. Cat, uh, if you have not checked her out, make sure to check her out, DDP Today News with Cat, And she was just on an awesome, awesome Disney cruise on the brand new fantastic Disney Wish and, um, man, she was talking about the Pirate Deck Party, talking about how great of a time they have uh, on that cruise. So I was super excited for them. And also, I was 
uh, amazingly excited that she allowed us at Away With Me Travel to take care of her booking for her. So thank you, Kat, for not only allowing us to be a part of your vacation, but also supporting Away With Me Travel, supporting a small business. Look, if at any point you were looking through these 10 things we went over tonight and you are overwhelmed, you can reach out to Away With Me Travel, show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we will get you taken care of. Thank you, Kat, so much. And be on the lookout for the next uh, DDP Today news with Kat because there is so much news out of the Disney parks and I can't wait for her and Dan Rossi to get into it all. Yes, indeed. Speaking of which, Dan Rossi, picks of the week? Ah, my pick of the week is going to go to Matthew Fluge. Uh, he has his DDP starter kit, which, you know, man after my own heart, he has, looks like some hey dudes in the background. That looks fantastic. Talk about comfy shoes in in, uh, in Disney parks. That is absolutely 100%. T-minus four days to his three-day uh, trip. Three days, three parks, including Mickey's Not So Scary. Uh, it looks like he might be there now, so I guess we should probably be looking for some of his pictures uh, in the parks real soon. That is definitely my pick of the week. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Joe. So my pick of the week, uh, Dave, actually involves you. It's uh, Chris Wait, Mas- what? Yes, yes. Uh, Chris Mas- Ma- Mastarakis, sorry, man. And Dave met up at Comic-Con in New York City. Uh, it's just awesome to see, you know, as part, you know, of the DDP family. And you guys explained this to me when I first joined here about how these friendships developed and we meet everybody outside the parks. And it's just cool to see, like, our DDP family meeting outside the parks. And Chris and Dave met in New York for Comic-Con, and it looked like it was a blast. So you guys, for this week, get my pick of the week. Very nice as well. Yeah, it was great to catch up with him. It is one of those things, Joe, when you're first introduced to this group, and you're like, wait, you're going to meet up with these people? And, like, we've had people go on cruises with us that we'd never met before. Um, and that actually ties in with my selection for Pick of the Week because uh, this is my Pick of the Week goes to a young man uh, who I have had the opportunity to meet uh, a couple of times now. Um, I mean, I've met up with his, like, mum and dad, and the picture was posted by Greg Woods. But let's be honest, it's really Liam's photo. Uh, standing in front of Everest, conquering the mountain, uh, Greg said that he was a little bit worried that he might cheat out but it's a picture of him with his thumbs up saying how much he loved it um an amazing photo an amazing uh moment in in his disney um in his disney memory uh conquering everest and that is why uh mr liam woods via greg woods gets my pick of the week i absolutely love it i tell you what we talk about disney family and our ddp today family um, I had a roommate for the last two days, and uh, that was the amazing, the incomparable, the fantastic Rick Reagan uh, was at my house, and he was on his way back from a hockey tournament, stayed with us for two nights, we hung out, spent some great time together. I love that man so much that I called him just today, and I said, hey, coming down to Orlando, I'll be there next week, I'm going to come a day early, and I'm going to stay at your house, so I'm going to return the favor and uh, come hang with you. So I'm going down to see Rick next uh, next Wednesday Super excited about that. It's just amazing. You know, we talked about it before. This community is really something special. The fact that it's it's based on, like, true respect and love of, of each other. Like, we, we really do we're – all, we're all bonded by this, by this core idea of, of Disney and the fact that we love that. But then there's a, there's a broader sense to it that we all come together for something – to be a part of something positive and a part of something that – you know, in, in a world of a lot of things that are kind of dark and, you know, scary, um, we have this positive place and we come and talk about something we love. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys have created that because it really means something to uh, to all of us, all five of us. 
Not only that, like you, the, the the big word for me, and I've said this before, uh, you just said the word positive. Like I've been part of groups, I've walked away from groups, and I I continue to block people uh, from my social media if because there is so much negativity uh, that can be dragged into conversations about the company, about what the, th- about challenges that they've faced, about uh, decisions that have been made, um, and there's just some really terrible people in this world and most of them are apparently on social media of some description um do not go to reddit don't go to reddit it's not okay don't it's not gonna end well for you um come to the disney dad's facebook uh, ddp today facebook page like this is this is an incredible community of positivity of love and um and just a great group of people um and I mean, we're there as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, right. it's, it's something, Dave, where negativity is infectious, but positivity is life changing. It really is. Like, yep. if if you surround yourself with in, with negativity, it will infect your life. But if you surround yourself with positive people, and you surround yourself with people of a like, you know, uh, of of a an ability to look at the positive and try try to always strive for the look. We're gonna have our moments, of course. We but all that's, do. That's what this group is. It really is something really special, and it doesn't have anything to do with the four of us or Mike. Um, it has to do with the thousands of people out there that, look, at no point on social media do we ever have to, to block anybody. Very rarely do we have to delete anything. Um, it's crazy that you can get that many people in a room and you can you can have conversations and people respect and love each other enough to even have disagreements but are able to do it in a way to keep it positive and to kind of lift each other up. So uh, that leads me perfectly into Give Kids the World. Look, I mean, talk about another positive thing that we're doing and that, uh, that you guys as a family are doing. Uh, we, are, we are still doing our fundraiser for Give Kids the World. Go right now. Click that link right below. You can give as much as your heart uh, tells you to give or just take that link and share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your coworkers. Get that out there. We have already raised over $6,500. We are sending kids to uh, the Disney parks who are in need of a week. They're in need of seven days to be together, to create memories that will last a lifetime. These are kids that are going through really, really tough times, uh, you know, physically as far as illness. And we are happy to be here to be able to do this and be a part of this. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm talking on behalf of all five of us. Uh, it really does mean the world to us that we are able to be a part of give kids the world in this in this fundraiser uh it all starts with our running group if you are sitting on the couch right now and you're thinking you know what i've always wanted to run a 5k i've always wanted to walk a 5k i've always wanted to run a disney marathon uh a half marathon 10k go join the ddp sorcerers running page right now it is the most positive place on the internet it is a fantastic spot where everyone will build you up no matter what your goal is whether you're running the dopey or you want to run your first 5k Go over there right now. Michael Taylor is absolutely crushing his goals. Um, everyone is cheering him on. And you talk about changing lives. He is changing his life one step at a time. And it's inspiring to watch what he's doing. Uh, and we get to see that over on that page. It really, really means the world to all of us. Um, and that running group is raising money right now for Give Kids the World for Marathon Weekend. So click that link below. Share it. You can uh, help us reach our goal of sending another family. We've already sent one family. Send another family to the Disney parks for seven days at no cost to them. It is super, super important. Last but not least, guys, uh, this Facebook group, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, 
is the place that is where picks of the week come from, where the positive stories come from, where we share our Disney love and all that. So go right now, join that. Uh, if you want to, you can also join the Patreon um, for a little $2 a month. You can join that, get access to the bonus show, which is coming up here very, very shortly. Uh, we're going to get Ooh. into the Halloween spirit, the spooky a little bit. Um, go a little more adult on that side of the show, uh, but you can become a part there. There is a yearly and a monthly option. Um, and depending on what tier you choose, there is merchandise. There is also a video option, so you can see our smiling faces. You may have always wondered, what does Dave actually look like? You know, I don't know. It's uh, you know, I hear his voice all the time, uh, but now you get to see Dave, you get to see Joe, you get to see Dan, you get to see Mike, you get to see myself as we do the Patreon show each and every week. So, guys, I've had a blast. I love the fact that we've talked about the top ten things every first time Disney Park uh, guests should do because I think it's important. I think a lot of people spend their money to go and enjoy the Disney parks, and they should. have have kind of a list of things to make sure to do to get the most out of their time the most out of their budget um but with that said it's getting a little late and it's time to hang out with the patreon family closing words coming to you dan first uh, i had a great time tonight uh i appreciate this topic this one was right in my wheelhouse so this was uh this was a great topic i had a good time tonight uh i want to apologize to the patron in advance because you talked about you know being able to see me on on camera and apparently i've been catfishing everyone uh you know based on my based on my zoom photo so uh unfortunately i may not look as good as i do on facebook but you know hey i'm doing my best guys <laughs> for, look, for the fact that the photo was taken with one of those old timey where the, the photographer put his head under the curtain you right. know, yeah and, and the, <laughs> the, 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 the flint and the yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great it looks amazing you looks really fantastic, did a good job I'll tell you that much I didn't know they had filters back in those days <laughs> oh, you know. it's, it's really incredible Took the 80s right out um, <laughs> well I'll tell you what Dave coming to you brother hey um, this is one of those things there that sometimes we we do an episode and we walk into an episode with some assumed knowledge uh, that our listeners are going to be uh, experienced people who know what they're doing in the parks and know where they need to be at what time and how to use uh, the My Disney Experience app and which direction they should be walking in a park. Uh, this was a great moment to step back and say, we've all been a new person to a Disney park at some point in our lives. And there's always something more that we can be learning. Um, I, I'm sure if we went to Dan, uh, who would have the closest memories of it, like there's, there's some things that he would, if he could go back to that first visit would be like, I needed to tell myself this and I needed to do this. And I needed, this is 10 of those things that like, um, if you are looking to come to Disney for your first visit, uh, or you, if you've got a friend, coming to Disney for their first visit and you're like, I don't have time to download three hours of information to you. Step one, send this episode to them. Um, tell them to join the Disney, the DDP Today Facebook page. And uh, there's a few things you can do. Um, send this episode to them. This is that step one that we can now offer to friends. That Disney Dads just wants to come out of that math tonight, doesn't it? It does. It, <laughs> just throw it out there. Go ahead. There Go ahead. Today. Go ahead. Uh, Disney Dads podcast? Yeah, go. yeah. Okay, DDP. <laughs> Joe, how about you, buddy? Yeah, man, great episode tonight. Hopefully uh, some of these tips will help uh, new Walt Disney World uh, newcomers uh, with their upcoming trip. As we've been talking about the Facebook uh, group a lot tonight, um, Join over there and ask questions. I know there are veterans that ask questions in there. We love to help each other out with our trips. Um, so yeah, go in there, ask uh, you know questions. No question is is, is 
stupid or dumb, whatever. I ask questions in there all the time. So it's a great resource. Use our community as a resource. Uh, you know, and hopefully you'll have a great, uh, you know, upcoming Walt Disney World trip for, especially for new timer for newcomers. And, uh, man, it's been a long night tonight. So we'll get ready for Patreon standby. You guys are up next. DDP family. We love you. Keep it positive. Make someone smile. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream. A heart's desire, it calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder... And that is a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.